Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Hotline League. It has been a crazy week in the dying LCS, uh, and we're here to talk to you all about it. <laughs> you fucking, it. oh, within the first <laughs> sentence. You have to meme on these things, right? Otherwise, it's just, it's a, it's, you, you have to turn it into a joke. Like, the pro players in my interviews this past weekend, they were all calling the LCS dying or whatever. Like, Vulcan was talking about how he has to do all this new stuff to try to save the dying LCS. Like, it's just, it's becoming, you have to turn it into a meme, Mark, okay? That's how Maybe it goes. First sentence. All right. Uh, well, first off, shout out to Grubhub and Alienware for sponsoring the show. We love them. Uh, Mark Zimmerman, my constant co-host, is here. How's it going, Mark? It's going good. Uh... It was a weird week back. Felt like there was a, a lot of conversation around the LCS, uh, but I thought the games were good. I thought Sunday was a surprising amount of. You upsets. didn't think the TSM games were good? Yeah, they were good. Oh, uh, I, probably... oh, I thought you were saying you didn't think games were good. I misheard you. No, no, I said the games were good, and then okay. I said there were there were, there were upsets and stuff. Yes, Immortals even won a game. That's how you know uh, things are exciting in the LCS. Whenever Immortals is pulling in a win, uh, over Cloud Nine, no less. Uh, okay, well, uh, before we introduce our guest, Mark, do you want to do your normal blip, blab of what you've been watching lately? Uh, I was watching a uh, Wotakoi, which I shouted out in the broadcast and some people liked. Um, I won't go on at length about it because Soul doesn't actually watch anime, so forget it. Wait, is this true, Soul? You don't watch anime? That, you don't know that this? true, yeah. Th oh this is God. true. No, this is... Uh, here's, let me first off. Let me introduce our guest for this week, which is Soul, uh, the new starter for the TSM team, who's been kicking ass. Uh, and I would say normally I interview a pro player for the first time before they come on Hotline League. This might be the first time in all of Hotline League's like existence where we've had a guest on that I have not previously interviewed. So I'm excited to learn a ton about you, Soul. Welcome to the show. You. Why was your name Anime Girl? Why did you have to change it? And mm -hmm. Why was it if that if you don't watch anime? Um, well, honestly, Anime Girl was kind of like, uh, kind of like an experiment for me, I guess. Um, essentially, I, I like League has always been like a pretty casual game for me, and one day, like this, uh, well, Yone came out, and I was like, wow, this this character is so cool. I just want to like one trick him. So I made like a new account, and I was like, I'm gonna see how far I can get just playing this champion top lane. And then I was thinking, like, well, I never even hit Challenger before, but if I'm going to be, like, grinding this champion, how hilarious would it be if, like, someone in top lane, you see, like, a pro player losing to someone named, like, Anime Girl or something like that. So that, that was how it came to be. Um, it, it was sillier in my head as well, because I never watched anime. I'm sure, like, if I watched anime, it, it wouldn't be as silly to me. But that was how the name came to be. I how think long it's ago silly was this? To... <laughs> how, how long ago was this, Soul? Oh, this was... Um... Probably just a just over a year ago, or just about a year, yeah. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. we're gonna talk about this because I'm fascinated. Yeah. Mark, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say it's silly to everyone, even if you do watch anime. Just the idea that you're called Anime Girl, but you're like a one-trick Yone like edge lord, you know? Like it's <laughs> it's it's hilarious no matter what. Yeah. Okay, so now I will launch in, and, and Mark, mm. feel free to tag team here into the questions I would normally ask if this was us doing an interview at the LCS for the first time. So what is your competitive history? Because I know that it is fairly short uh, mm -hmm. so far. So like, mm -hmm. when did you start playing League for the first time? And mm -hmm. when did you start like try hard grinding? And mm -hmm. when did things start to really pop off for you? 
So I started playing League like really early. So I, I had like a good idea of like the history of esports. The whole idea of esports as a kid fascinated me because I was never really into traditional sports. So like when I was like 12 or 13, I remember watching like the season two world championships and I was like, holy crap, this is like so cool. They're playing on like this gigantic stadium and these guys are getting paid to play games professionally. I remember being like 13 as well and watching your interview with Dovelift and Officer Caitlin. That was that was pretty uh -oh. pretty cool. He knows uh, the lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh so I, I've I've been through like the whole uh, esports history stuff like that, but it's it's honestly been like a super casual game for me. Like I kind of just played to have something to talk about with friends uh, from basically season three onwards. Um, in season six, uh, from season three to season six, I was like a Riven one trick. And in season six, I hit masters. Um, I thought hitting masters in high school would make me like the coolest kid in, in the school and it didn't. So I quit the game after. What? Um, yeah, well, that was, that was me being like a 13 year old. I was like, wow, you know, if I hit a certain rank, like everyone's going to be like, holy shit, bro. You're like so high rank in league. It's so cool. You were just doing yeah, none for of the that cred? Happened, and I quit the game cold turkey. So, <laughs> so that was, that was basically what happened. So season seven, season eight, season nine, I basically didn't touch the game at all. I graduated high school, I, I went to college, and in like my first week of college, someone was like, yo, we have like this League of Legends club, do you want to play? And I was like, oh, I haven't played the game in a while, but you know, I'm down, I'll, I'll pick it up again. So I started playing again, I played in like a few local tournaments, a bit of collegiate, we really sucked though. And what, when was this? Sorry, what year was this? This, this was in 2018, I think, or 2019. Okay. okay. Like I, I, I just dabbled in collegiate in Canada, it was like... We were really bad. We were like a D4 average team. It was like not not really playable if you compare it to like the PG level now <laughs> and stuff. But like that was when I got like my first taste of competitive esports, I guess. And from there, um, like I spent way more time than I should as a university kid on like this League of Legends club that doesn't, you know, doesn't pay you, doesn't doesn't give you scholarships, is losing all their tournaments. It's just kind of like a passion thing for me. So... This went on for like a little bit and I didn't really get like that much better at the game. I was just hovering around like D1 Masters at the time. But then last year, one of my, uh, one of my friends was kind of like, hey, uh, we're kind of running an amateur team. Do you want to join? We need a top laner. And then when I first started playing amateur, I was like, okay, well, this is kind of like the real deal now. This is where like I'm facing more, you know, challenger players and grandmaster players instead of just, you know, regular also diamond players like in my local tournaments and stuff. And that was like when I discovered like, this is really what I want to do. And I really basically hard grinded the game for a year. I went up to my parents. I was like, please, please give me one year. I, I'm, I'm going to try my best to make it pro, that type of thing. They were pretty reluctant, but uh, they, I, I still did it on the side, even, even though they didn't really give me the full okay. <laughs> and yeah, uh, basically that's been, that was what happened. That's Hot basically been the story. Couple quick questions. Mm -hmm. One, because I see it in chat, and you know everybody hyper focuses on age mm -hmm. a lot. So, would you mind mm -hmm. telling us how old you are? Yeah, uh, I'm 21. Okay. Uh, a lot of people on Reddit say that I'm 20, but nope, I'm 21. I'm old. So I got okay. two more years to prove that I can be the best in LCS, or I'm gone. You know. You washed. <laughs> yeah, you're out of here. <laughs> okay, and then secondly, what university in Canada? Um, so originally, I went to Ontario Tech. It's kind of like a small university in like Oshawa it's like really really small town it's like close to Toronto um and yeah that that like it was kind of like a brand new school too when I went there so like I would tell people in Toronto about it and they would be like oh what school is that so yeah and then and then you said originally you went there so did you go to a different college later on 
Yeah, yeah. so um, I, I, went, I transferred to a, a separate college uh, my second year, and that was kind of like when everything started picking up because that college actually, even like even though the team was still like D4 average, they kind of had like somewhat of an esports program. Like they had like an arena and stuff, and they, they brought me to my first LAN, which was LAN ETS, which was held in Montreal, and that was like a pretty big um, which kind of like yeah, it's kind of like a wake up call for me because I was like, holy shit, like this is what I can really do, you know. Which which college though was this one? This was Durham College. I okay. remember at that time, uh, Mirage was the team that won that land tournament, and it was Tony Top and Mist and like Cortians and stuff like that. So some of them are still in the scene, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, so th there's so much to dig into. We're gonna take calls tonight for sure, but um, I I mean, uh, Mark. First off, I really appreciate because mark mark made the suggestion that i reach out and see if you could come on and i think normally i'm like a little nervous about having having rookies on uh, but uh, especially before i interview them but i think you know, obviously you're crushing it in the lcs so it, it just made a lot of sense um it, hey. are you surprised at how quickly you made it into the league because i know there was the meme about like mm -hmm. what two months or something i forget what it was but you uh, you were pretty confident yeah right? Um, well, I mean, going into it, uh, I definitely didn't expect it. Um, I knew that Huni, like, who, when, when I, I basically, first day of going into TSM, uh, uh, first thing I did was reach out to Huni. Um, I was like, hey, can we do 1v1s? I'm kind of like the new TSM top laner. It'd be really cool if, you know, you could take some of your time out of side of scrims to, you know, teach me a little bit. He was, like, super cool about it, and he told me that he had some wrist problems, which is pretty unfortunate. Um, I did. I definitely didn't know that it would be this soon. Uh, the goals that I had set for myself originally uh, was that I wanted to be like cement myself as one of the best academy top laners by the end of this split and in contention for LCS spots and basically be considered uh, an LCS level top laner by the end of the year. Um, fortunately, uh, things are going you know better and faster than planned. Um, now, is that just because the other, like you said LCS level top laner, did mm -hmm. you get in and just realize LCS level top laner, that bar is so low that you could get in way <laughs> faster than you expected? <laughs> you know, that is a part of it. I will say that going into it, uh, I like because the skill gap between academy and amateur was quite steep, so I, I could definitely feel the difference there. But uh, for top lane at the very least, uh, seems like our region just kind of sucks at it. So like for LCS, like I feel like a lot of the academy tops are also interchangeable with, with like the bottom tier LCS tops. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, pretty weak. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I interrupted your story. Yeah. So you, so you mm -hmm. were hoping to make it in, and you wanted to prove it, and then things started mm -hmm. going a lot faster for you. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a a screenshot that I mm -hmm. saw that somebody shared with me where mm -hmm. you had said something like. They asked if you were up to the task, and you said, mm -hmm. give me two scrims to prove myself and get a feel, and it went well. So wait, what happened? Yeah. How did this happen? <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, I go into the office one day. I'm, like, going to to the academy scrim room, when was and this? I see Huni, like, on one of the couches, like, just slouched over, and I'm like, yo, you okay, bro? Like, is everything good? <laughs> and then he, like, looks at me. He was like, dude, I don't know if I could play today. You might have to summon for scrims today. I don't know what's going on, and I'm like, oh, fuck, well, hope hope you're all right, uh, let me know. And then, basically, he had a talk with management, and they were like, yep, move your stuff over, move your PC over. Um, and I was like, 
and basically management also set me aside too like they were pretty nice about it they're like hey like we want to see if you're up to the task um you know like they were they were pretty like lenient with it they're like hey if if you feel like you're not ready uh we have other options available but obviously like i'm not gonna say without at least trying that i'm not ready because one i want to like at least see what i'm up against what my competition is like and for a rookie being able to like play in these lcs scrims is like it's kind of something that you can't really pass up the chance on because the quality is just so much higher than you, what you would get in academy it's just a tier above truly so yeah and how long ago was this uh this was three weeks ago because lcs was this week i had scrimmed with them for two weeks yeah so yeah three weeks ago wow all right mark you want to jump in here at all yeah i, I have a couple follow-up questions about mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. how did you get so based because i feel like a lot of players <laughs> are like they're kind of like you know they like you they don't follow traditional sports Mm -hmm. They play a lot of video games, and then they're like, you know, a little shy, a little awkward in front of the camera. But mm -hmm. you just like exude Giga Chad energy. So like, were you always just like a really outgoing person, or like, was this some part that you like practice getting good at, or was mm -hmm. there like you were secretly a theater kid or something? Like, why are you so comfortable in front of the camera compared to like most rookies? Um, honestly, the whole idea of I, I don't think I'm like particularly like super comfortable with cameras because. On the, when I'm originally on the LCS stage, like, that's, like, the one thing that I wasn't really that used to. It's just, like, there's, like, five different cameras pointing at you at, like, all different directions. So that was, like, like in my peripheral view, I could see it, and it was bothering me a little bit. But, um, yeah, in response to your question, I think uh, one of the things that my parents kind of forced me to do when I was a kid was be good at public speaking. And basically just, they would put me outside of my comfort zone a lot. So, naturally, you know. Uh, I feel like talking to crowds or even like talking on interviews and stuff like that is just pretty, pretty, it came pretty naturally for me. So I'm grateful for that. Nice. Mark, I don't know if you, you said that you had a couple questions. Okay. Well, I don't know if you want, you want to bounce off that. No, no, uh, so I think what, one thing I, I am a little curious on is like, obviously you're, you're spending this time on TSM to try and like prove yourself. I think you've done a good job so far. Uh, mm -hmm. What is like does the team have a like specific goal like in terms of performance or is it more like looking at their own internal like we feel like we're improving kind of thing uh i think mm -hmm. I, that's one of the things that like as someone talked about the scene you're like what is this team trying to do so then i can measure them mm -hmm. against their own expectations are you guys like mm -hmm. we just want to make it into playoffs and then try and upset some people and like make a run you know like mm -hmm. is it like what's what's the the like goal that you're setting is like the, the minimum that you definitely want to hit and then from there um i mean i think it's hard to say i think uh the goal is always to you know make worlds and perform well no matter what the circumstances um i think that you know given that we are a new roster setting a minimum expectation off the bat is kind of just like kind of putting a bit too much pressure on like the rest of the roster and management and also on some of the players too so for me, I haven't really thought of like a minimum kind of thing. The main thing that I'm thinking about for myself is to, you know, be able to showcase myself first of all, because I feel like I've learned a lot from the past two weeks of scrims, especially uh, with Huni's help and basically, you know, play as well as I, I can. But um, yeah, to answer your question, I think, I don't really think there's like a minimum set goal yet. Um, but I think the goal for every team is always, you know, make worlds or every NA team is always to just make worlds and show what you can do there. Well said. Well said. Okay. So uh, let's just a couple quick questions before we take calls. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but what what has this past weekend been like? Because I think for you, because I think a lot of people were very excited about what they saw out of TSM this past weekend. Bit of a breath of fresh air because the obviously like the team has not been as hot this year as historical mm-hmm. uh, historical performance has <laughs> been. So what what was this weekend like for you on the LCS mm-hmm. stage? Um, well, first I, I think like for me personally, it's it's a huge stepping stone. Um, you know, seeing the stage because uh, I, I made I made a note uh, of my first week of academy to actually visit the LCS and watch our team play because I wanted to see like, you know, like this is what I'm working for. This is where I want to be. But um, obviously being there as an audience and being there as a player is is very, very different. And, you know, having that experience uh, definitely for me is is a, is really, really important to, in terms of like my motivation and telling myself like, hey, uh, you're here for a reason and, uh, you know, to keep working hard. Um, I think for the team, um, you know, Obviously, our loss to Cloud9 was really tough uh, for me in particular because I felt like a lot of the, uh, the responsibility was in my hands. Uh, I felt like that was probably like a lot of the ner- stage nerves definitely got to me that game. Um, but the win at, uh, for FlyQuest was really important because you know a lot of people were definitely doubting like the roster moves and stuff like that. And from our scrim performance, I knew that we could compete against the top teams as long as we work on our consistency and just our overall teamwork. Um, and I think um, the win against FlyQuest showed everyone exactly that. It's just that if you know if we can play to what we're good at and keep our consistency, that we can compete against you know even the top teams, which is what FlyQuest is kind of trying to show right now because they beat 100 and they beat C9 as well. So yeah. Uh, release I, in the I, chat wants to know if you stream or if you're, you're planning on starting to stream anytime soon. Yeah, um, I, I would like to stream a little bit more. To be honest. Um, my content is not that good because for them, <laughs> because because uh, I haven't been playing CQ too much because um, my practice schedule is kind of just like I watch a bunch of vods, I have scrims, and I watch my scrim vods, and then I just one v one for like four hours straight. So that's basically how I practice, and I don't really know how I can stream one v ones or if that's even like a good thing. So maybe uh, when when there's a point where I start playing solo queue or CQ a little bit more, I'll start streaming a bit more. But it's definitely something I want to do. I think interacting with uh, Twitch chat and like TSM fans and stuff is like super cool. And I really like doing that. Yeah. All right, speaking of, I'm spamming your, your Twitter and Twitch chat right now. There's almost a thousand people. Every mm-hmm. single person, and if you're watching this on VOD on YouTube, go to his Twitter and follow him right now. All right? He's at, was it 25, 20, 2260? At least well, 3K by the end of the night. I'll spam it a couple more times. At least 3K before this is done. It's not that hard. There's a thousand of you fuckers watching right now. Uh, second off, your content. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I think, mm-hmm. you, one, you seem to have a really good approach to like, oh, I want to see the LCS before I get there for like motivation mm-hmm. and seeing like what the environment's like and all that stuff. I don't know if other teams and players don't like set, set out to try and do this or they just don't say it when asked. But like, I thought that was that was really cool to like, Visual, like see what you're working for and stuff like that and whenever you do start streaming you're gonna fucking kill it because you're easily one of the most like eloquent new people onto the scene so yeah focus on winning <laughs> you know or like improving yeah. and doing your vod review whatever you think yeah. is the best for your personal improvement mm-hmm. um and then in the off season whenever that comes you, mm-hmm. you can you can stream plenty and i'm sure a lot of people will be mm-hmm. waiting because you're killing it for for one week your letter grade would be like an A plus. Like you couldn't you, really be you. doing better. Uh, 
my question is, what is your Twitter profile picture? Um, uh, it's just it's him. It's me. It's me from like three years ago, back yeah. back in college. It gives off, and I mean this n with no offense needed, but it's it's kind of got fuckboy energy, uh, soul. So I just want it. <laughs> it's a it's a very different vibe from what you mm -hmm. exude as mm -hmm. an esports professional, and so mm -hmm. uh, I I say keep it. Uh, because we need we need more of that in the LCS. So I we think need more fuckboy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Travis, if, if you'd read his bio, sadly he's already spoken for. So yes. Well, I just stay out the DMs, everybody. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Watching right now. <laughs> Go follow, but don't. Yeah, she's uh, she's gonna not like this episode of the show. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's let's maybe it's time to get into calls. Uh, so, so Mark, you want to explain how the show works? Because I'm sure we have a bunch of TSM subredditors that are in the chat right now that usually just hate on the show without watching it, but now are interested enough that they're watching. That doesn't sound right to me. Uh, this is a live call-in show. Uh, spamming Twitch chat with that now. Go ahead and, and join up on the Discord if you've not before. Uh, when you get here, there are some voice channels you can join. Pub calls, pub calls too, or sub calls if you're a sub. When you're in there, uh, go mute your microphone once you join. And then it's in the text channel up above. Pleb topics or subtopics is where you'll actually write your takedown. I'll be reading through that on and off throughout the night to try and find good topics. If I like them, we'll pull you into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn to come on do a quick mic check make sure you sound good then you'll be here asking soul about his tier list of top laners or um why speak is awesome to play with or something is uh is colorful glitch in the chat your partner yeah, yeah that's my okay, girlfriend okay good good to know i was like that's either somebody <laughs> who's like a super fan or uh or yeah. okay Anyway, uh, by the way, if you are a sub, uh, thank you for being a sub to the channel. Uh, please make sure that you sync your sub, uh, your Twitch account with Discord so that you can get access to the subtopics channel. You can post there. It moves a little slower. It's not a guarantee to get on, but it uh, it helps. So, uh, yeah, if you've got a question, we there's a bunch of stuff that happened this week. I think we'll try to orient a lot of our questions towards Soul or the or TSM related topics. Uh, I don't think that. Uh, so we'll be in a position to comment on any recent rulings regarding TSM. Uh, but I, <laughs> I think things that feel a little bit more related to the roster and, uh, all that might be kind of nice to talk about. We'll, we'll probably have one LCS's dying take, but I don't want to like go super hard given that Soul's here on like a more meta comment on the state of the league. Uh, I have one pulled, I think for it. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk about different stuff, but uh, Mark, do you want to go grab our first caller while I read off some subs? Sure. Awesome. Okay, so off Mark goes. Thank you to PenguinBuddy15 for the year. My PS for four years. Flurry, DJ, DJ Morali, Golden KS, Spencer Neutron for the Tier 3, uh, Sportsnet, uh, Chen Fasa, and it looks like Mark is not back yet. So Dfitch97 for tier two, Kanoke uh, for two years, and this is Kakashi. We'll have some more that'll be shouted out in just a second, but Mark should be showing up any minute now. Mark, where'd he go? Okay, he's still not here. Pouncing saying, <laughs> thank you. Disashi, uh, Harathis, Colorado Frost gifted us, uh, or no, resubbed, and Rogaine St. Vicious gifted a sub to Colorful Glitch, which I'm sure she appreciates. Okay. Young Aspiring is here. Young, where are you calling from? 
I am calling from uh, around London, Ontario. London, Ontario. Okay, another Canadian. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, well, my first take um, was that I think EG will be the straw that broke the camel's back for Bjergsen's career. Um, I think TL, and more specifically Bjergsen's methodology when it comes to the VOD reviews and whatnot, um, they're going to try and solve EG, and they're just going to come up short. Um, and ultimately in playoffs, uh, it just won't work out for TL. And then after Worlds, Bjergsen will retire feeling inadequate, like the new generation has risen up. Mark, was this not what you thought it was? This is not what I thought it was. Well, I also on this take, and that was that I played against Soul in uh, Collegiate about uh, like five months ago in OPSC. Um, and I think it's so amazing to see his growth as a player. It's super inspiring. And I think TSM will grow beautifully with this roster. Okay. I actually like Appreciate both that. these takes. Let's start with the second one first. I the thing I is people post multiple takes and things like, you know, other takes go in between when they're posting these. So I totally forgot you were the Bjergsen's gonna get his back broken take. And all I saw was the bonus, I'm a GM collegiate player talking about playing against Soul. And I was like, oh that's cool. And I totally fucking forgot the first half of this take. Okay. <laughs> well let's let's start with the first one. Okay, so what are the details behind your you played against uh Soul and did you sorry, were you coaching or were you playing as a, a participant like a uh, no i was playing i played a uh, support for conestoga college past okay. uh semester and it was right as soul was like leaving the ontario collegiate scene he was still anime girl 2007 and uh smurfing on yone at the time and, and yeah did you guys win or lose uh we lost okay <laughs> um yeah. so just just like curiosity like are you you compete in in the, are you still competing in the amateur scene the collegiate uh scene? yeah yeah i still compete uh i'm going to be enrolled the next four years so are you trying do you have aspirations because your name is young aspiring so do you yeah. have aspirations <laughs> to try to go pro <laughs> well i mean i did when i was younger kind of the same boat as soul like what he was talking about like i remember the officer caitlin season two days um but i don't know i've gotten older i'm 24 now so i feel like being gm or Trying to pursue anything at my age is unrealistic, but I, I have fun playing the game competitively at my at my own level. So then, then a real quick question: What do you think it means for folks that are like yourself or that are competing in the amateur scene? I don't know if you guys ever talk about it. Whenever somebody like Soul becomes a like is able to make it into the LCS, especially so quickly, like I don't, I'm curious if you think it means a lot for the amateur scene or if you're like, oh no, it's like a one and done kind of deal. Like what what's your take yeah. on that? Well, I, I think it means a lot considering, I mean, if you just look at the LCS rosters today, like EG has two Canadians, um, you know, FlyQuest, I, I think Johnson's Canadian, right? I, yeah. There's more, Thanks. I think a, a Blaze Olive's Canadian. Like, I'm seeing more and more Canadians enter the league and a lot in Academy. Like, I play against a lot of Academies, 80 uh, players, and then I, I look and like, oh, they're Canadian, they're from Ontario, they're like 19. Um, so our region does a pretty good job at producing like young talent that's just you know talented. So yeah, it's a good sign. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you have follow-ups on the first part. Of I had, I had a follow-up um, uh, on on the idea of like that. I don't know what to call it, like a gap year that you took, Soul, where like you kind of asked your parents like, "Let me pursue this." <laughs> they didn't really, but you still kind of did it. Yeah. Like, uh, how necessary do you think that is to like make that leap from like aspiring GM collegiate-esque player into mm -hmm. like 
academy pushing into LCS? You're asking in regards like how important the leap year is or? Or like to, to take mm -hmm. a time where like you mm -hmm. actually sit down, like this is my mm -hmm. actual goal and like mm -hmm. give yourself the opportunity to see how far you can push yourself. Mm -hmm. um, like, do you think you would have made it if you didn't make that choice? Or, you know, like mm -hmm. for people who are listening who might be in that yeah. sh position you were in mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. like, you know, should they pursue that opportunity if they have a chance to take a year-ish to, to really go hard? Um, I think this goes for anything that you're trying to be the best in. It's important to see how much, or like important to dedicate as much time as you possibly can. Because for me, my thought process was like, if I was in school and I was doing this and I had other commitments, um, I feel like if I ended up failing, I wouldn't be a hundred percent sure. Like, oh, I, I like, I would have like that thought in the back of my head. Like if I took this year off or if I spent a little bit more time, could I have made it or something like that? So like when it comes to like just for me personally, like when it comes to things that I, I want to get good at or like things that uh, I'm passionate about, it's kind of like, you know, I give my all to it because like if I fail at the very least, I, I can say like, you know, I tried my best and move on. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's super wise wisdom and uh, and I, I appreciate I appreciate the sentiment. Unlike that dumb wisdom, that was wise wisdom. <laughs> Mark, Mark, you set up this question and then you had, and then Soul answered, and then you were just completely silent. And so I was like, "All right, now I have to fill here." <laughs> it was a good and, and I and just I said the most stupid thing because no, I'm just scrambling to say something because you've thrown him a question, he answers it, <laughs> and then you just leave the dead, dead silence into the show. I trust my co-host to pick up. I ask a good question, he has a good answer. I start reading uh, Discord to get more calls. Yeah, you, you, you just moved fucking, on. You you're moved asleep on. at the wheel. I know I'm not asleep at the wheel. I just thought you were opening up a can here. Okay, so, uh, Young Aspiring, uh, you yep. want to talk about how Evil Geniuses is going to murder Bjergsen's career and uh, he will be dead because yep. EG Head will just out outplay TL. Yeah, absolutely headshot him. I think um, I, I think when this last EG versus TL game played out, it kind of felt like EG was just an avalanche that like Bjergsen was stifling but like couldn't really stop. And like they kind of just got suffocated out and lost in team fighting, and I feel like historically, um, I guess it's just my own opinion. It kind of feels that way when we play against foreign teams, like Korean Chinese teams. It's like, oh well, I guess we just lost slowly somehow, and it's kind of nuanced. And I feel like that's what EG's doing to TL right now, um, which kind of says a lot that TL's the second seed and they can't really compete. Um, and for that reason, I think it'll be pretty demotivating for, uh, for Bjergsen in particular. Interesting. Okay. Sol, I know you are literally brand new to the LCS, uh, but what is your take on sort of EG as a team right now in the league mm -hmm. and and how, what the gap is between them and some of the other teams? Because I assume you've been watching mm -hmm. LCS games and you, you can kind of get a read, right? Yeah, I think EG has kind of cemented themselves as definitely the best team in the LCS currently. Um, and on to like Young Aspirants take, I think uh, if you're in TL shoes and you're building like a super team like this, where you know you have a bunch of players who already have like a track record of good performances and you know kind of already has like a history in the scene, it's definitely gonna be tough because I I feel like um, very few of these players who have you know. Um, had so much time in the scene, you know, made made a reputation for themselves for being like an amazing player and like a superstar level player. Most of them are pretty vocal people, and I think that 
that's probably why the reason TL is struggling. Because I feel like uh, that it comes off to me as like a team with just a lot of voices. And that might be why EG is just playing a lot cleaner games and the stuff that he brought, uh, Young Aspire brought up before, which is like, they just end up getting choked out and losing, or TL. Because, you know, when you have like three people talking at what to do at the same time, and you know, you don't have like a distinct leader or like person making the calls and stuff like that, it, it could be really tough. And I think that's why EG is so dominant and that's why they have such an insane combo because you know, they have inspired Impact, Vulcan, who are um, definitely very, very strong uh, players in their individual role. And they have a ton of experience. And then you have rookies like Danny and Jojo Pyun who have shown their potential and what they're capable of. And realistically, all they have to do is just kind of follow the instructions of everyone else and just play their game and then they'll be fine. And to add on just a little bit, I mean, this might be... Um... A little bit more irrelevant because I know it's solo queue, but mm -hmm. I recently played against JoJo in solo queue, and I played against Bjergsen in solo queue like three games later, mm -hmm. and the difference I noticed just mechanically, I, I understand mechanically I'm not as good as any of these players, but JoJo, I mean, it just feels like he takes over the game um, kind of whenever he wants. And his post-game uh, post interview after the TL game where he was talking about like how it's kind of boring to play in this region, I couldn't help but think, like, it's it's so sad to be TL in this moment. Like, this young kid arrives and just absolutely blasts you in-game and then feels bored <laughs> with you. Like, that's that's pretty amazing, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's it's fascinating to hear this coming from, like, you you just solo queuing up against them. Uh, it's, it's... I don't know. I, I don't want the show to turn into, like, a... Bjergsen wash like JoJo's the god no, kind of thing, but I feel it's I, I feel like this is kind of where we're going. I mean, I respect Bjergsen so much as a player. Like he's the greatest player of all time from our oh, region. Fuck, Empire beat me to the copy pasta. Then I played versus him, JoJo Pew. Yeah. It was just another day of academy. Yeah. That, you basically <laughs> live the RJS copy no, pasta. For real? Yeah. No, it's it's funny. It's um. <laughs> no, I don't want to slander Bjergsen at all. Like I, I've watched him my whole life. He's He's an amazing player. It's just, it's unfortunate the situation TL finds them in, which is kind of what my take was trying to hit. Um, I think, I mean, obviously it's it's a hot take that you threw a lot of, uh, he's going to make him retire and all this stuff. Um, I think that's a little much. I think that there is a point about like JoJo Pune's approach to laning and the game being... Like, Bjerg, his whole career has been slightly more on the risk-averse side. JoJo obviously has a very high risk tolerance. Um, but I don't think that that's going to, like, shake Bjergsen's whole philosophy. He's played versus, like, the greatest mid laners of all time across his vast experience. Like, I don't... No offense to JoJo, but I don't think he's the one who's like, reality check, bam! Old man, get out of here, you know? So, I... Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I can see that there's like a little bit of truth to like everyone who talks about Jojo Pune's aggressiveness and how he plays the game, um, but I don't know if it's it's gonna like mental boom Bjerg out of the league. That that the what the he got me he fucking boomed me. <laughs> he fucking, fucking boomed. <laughs> uh, uh, so have you? How much do you end up? You said you don't play a lot of solo queue, so I assume that means that like you almost never end up off roll or or anything against these guys, huh? No, not not recently. I mean. I've played in games with Jojo and Bjergsen, and yeah, Jojo's, Jojo in solo queue definitely carries a lot more games. He's a experience. monster. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. crazy. 
I think this kind of stuff is is like, I wish more people talked about the scene in this way, to be honest. It's something that I feel like a lot of grassroots scenes do well, is like the experience of playing against this guy, just not in this like super formal team environment and stuff like that. It's one of the things I think to be way too lame about, but like the Smash Doc did a really good job, like getting players to talk about other players and like hearing that everyone who plays against JoJo and Silk, he's like, ah, this fucking guy. Yeah. It's like uh, in season three when Medios was destroying everyone and the honor system was still in the game. So we all gave Medios like the honor opponent. So he would have the red ribbon and champion select. So we would know like, oh, okay, the ribbon's on the other team. We can ban Zach. And it's like that kind of solo queue is, is gone, I think. I didn't even, that's a story I hadn't even heard before. The Meteos red ribbon, you would, you would honor him so you could see. Yeah, he talks about it on stream. I mean, it's pretty, I mean, if I was him, I would feel so, uh, so honored. Like everyone hated playing against Meteos so much back then that uh, people would just give him like the honor opponent. Like the honor system was yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. different back then. Yeah. And you would have like a yellow ribbon, blue ribbon, red ribbon, depending on what your honor is. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, and Meteos would have the red one, which shows up in the client, like, on the enemy draft. So you see, like, oh, Summoner 2 is has a red ribbon. Probably Meteos. Okay, it's banned Zach. Like, so. Uh, quick, quick question on the topic of EG stuff before we move on. I, I'm curious, Soul, because when Danny and JoJo showed up, there were a lot of people, prominent figures in the community that said... You can't just keep talking about NA talent when you say Danny and JoJo. Like, it's not like there's just all this NA talent that's down there. Like, these guys are anomalies. You can't just, like, pretend that there's just a whole bunch of players that are this good that are waiting to be picked up. And then it's... And I, I'm not trying to overhype anybody. But obviously, it feels like you're you're looking pretty good. Like, there's other people in the league that are looking pretty good. What, what do you think of that stuff? Um, because it like the EG stuff is kind of fun for me because as, as much as I enjoy TL and those players, it is really fun to see what EG is doing with a very different philosophy. It is more about finding young North American players, bringing them in and pairing them up with like veterans or people from other regions. So I guess all of this is to ask you, what do you think of the NA Amateur and Academy scene right now, and do you kind of think that you're going to be able to sit alongside like the Danny and JoJo's of the world? Um, I'll, st I'll start with the first one. I think uh, in terms of NA, I think they're doing a pretty good job expanding the Amateur and Academy scene with Proving Grounds, and they're kind of like trying to make Proving Grounds a little bit more professional and like more rigid, I guess, in terms of the rules and stuff. Um, yeah, so I think that the fact that we even have like this opportunity to have like this amateur scene, um, and it's like, and the ability that you know, if you're one of the best teams in amateur, you get to show off your skills in academy, and then academy teams will be able to see that like, hey, like this amateur player is outperforming our academy player. Should pick this guy up. I think it's like a really cool format. Um, in regards to whether I'll stand up to like be alongside ranks of like JoJo and Danny, um, it's. Uh, I'd say I'd hope so. Um, I think I definitely have the potential to be there, but at the end of the day, like Danny and JoJo got their reputation because of their performance, and I'm just gonna have to keep performing well and showing that I can, you know, get to that level. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thanks so much, uh, young aspiring for calling. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, well, first I want to shout out my girlfriend. She's freaking awesome. Um, and second. On Soul's Twitter, there's a play he has pinned in uh, OPSC, the league we played, where he's on Yone top and he 1v4s. 
like that is one of the best mechanical outplays I've ever seen. It's uh, it's pretty special. So I suggest everyone watches that. Mark, this is when you're supposed to spam the link again to the Twitter. Oh okay. shit! I'm asleep at the this wheel. This is the perfect moment. Mark, I set you up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm We're reading all Discord here, Mark, to help you. I'm fucking. What's Travis doing right now? Why can't he do it? Yeah, I'm fucking running a show. Young Aspiring, thank you so much for the call. Thank you. And we'll catch you next time. Farewell. Okay, uh, we're going to take a quick break because uh, Mark Mark has got a lot going on, and so I'm going to give him a chance to get everything in, in a row. While I talk about Alienware, our sponsor, our first sponsor of the night, Alienware has sponsored me for a very long time now. It's actually kind of crazy to think about, uh, but they've been a wonderful partner. And one of the things I want to mention, two things I want to mention, one is they have a new show that they are doing. Uh, I believe it's every week, but the first episode uh, came out today, it's streamed, called Alienware Transmission, where they give you Alienware news, they answer community questions, and they break down some of the newest tech. So my point is, if you're thinking about getting an Alienware computer, you wanna learn a little bit more about what they're doing or some sort of Alienware piece of technology, go to twitch.tv slash Alienware. You can watch this thing uh, 1 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. Uh, but you can also go see information about it on their Twitter. So shout out to Alienware Transmission. Secondly, uh, we're, I'm continuing to try to hammer home this new thing because I know for a long time people have used my code, which I really appreciate, my discount code. But if you're going to purchase an Alienware product, please, 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 please go to Alienware.com slash Travis. Um, it helped, that link now helps us track the people they're going, what they're purchasing, all that stuff. It's actually very helpful for me. Um, so if you're, regardless of if you use the code or not, or if it applies, please make sure you're purchasing through that link. Cause that actually has, I believe some long-term ramifications for uh, my relationship with Alienware. So thank you to Alienware for sponsoring the show. Mark, you want to go grab our next caller? Sure. People right now freaking out about the Yone clip. Uh, what's the context for that clip, Sol? Um, I actually don't even remember. It was just one of like, our collegiate games from back then, I think. I think I was like master tier or something. But the crazy thing was, um, this was like, I think I was playing amateur for a little bit and I was also playing collegiate on the side during that time. And after I had posted that Yone clip, EG invited me to their scouting combine, like literally like the day after. So that was pretty cool. But outside of that, there, there wasn't that much. That is Man. not, just to be clear, that's not actual Bjergsen in the chat, right? No, it's not. Okay, it's a scammer. Somebody, somebody get him a, uh, somebody get this person out of here. Okay. Anyway, um, DJ Morali is here. DJ Morali, oh, where are you calling from? DJ Morali, where are you calling from? I think it's a bug. Oh, wait, uh, it lit up. Hello. 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 Okay, yeah, I'm calling from Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver, Canada, and you're a little quiet. I turned you up all the way, but if you can get a little closer to the microphone, that would be great. Uh, no, what do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so uh, my take was um, on Reddit, and here there's a lot of talk about how the LCS is losing viewers because there's been like no emotional connection to the players themselves. TSM right now have a unique opportunity to change that with a new roster. In the past, TSM was kind of seen as the cowboys of the LCS, where they bring in a lot more viewers for the broadcast. And with this new roster, like I said, they have a chance to do that again. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Okay, I think that's a, I think it's a good take. What about um, the new players and everything? Are you really enjoying? Um, I just think that Soul being kind of 
new to the scene in the way that Poom was when he first came into Hundred Thieves is a unique angle that they could take. Um, just kind of just the new blood and the Chimes redemption story from going from Golden Guardians back to Academy, joining then joining back to TSM. Um, just and then instinct stories as well. It's just unique ways to uh, bring out the players because people already know about Spica. Like the, everyone knows about him. He was an MVP of the, of the league multiple times, and now it's an opportunity to bring in other players. Yeah. All right, uh, Mark, you're a member of the broadcast. What do you think of this take? What, what do you mean? What do I think about this take? Well, it's mostly a broadcast take, so I thought I would start with you. Was it mostly a broadcast take, or is it just overall about this being an opportunity for TSM and players and stuff to, to build them up? Did I misread the, the take? Uh, it was it was overall about TSM being able to uh, create the, the narratives and content around the players. I like yeah, to think it was a broadcast. You trying to just make it about the broadcast? All right, what the fuck. No, Mark, I, I mean, you're you're on the broadcast and you have to talk about TSM and how well they're doing promoting their players and giving a ton of attention. What do you think well, of this take? So, on the broadcast point, I was one of the people who helped push a number of the analysts. It wasn't like I was like the only fucking brainiac who was like, "Hey, Soul's really good in front of a, a microphone. Get him out there and put him with Instinct because Instinct got a pentakill and get the new player." Like, I, I tweeted about it and said that like it was between a post game analyst desk or the interview and we're like do the interview to get these players personalities out there and i actually think it was a fucking great interview with like you and instinct together instinct said you fucking trolled that last fight which you absolutely did (laughs) it was it was like a great moment so like Mm -hmm. i I think um the broadcast should be using you guys um with the obvious like i hope this roster continues playing together this lineup of it um, but yeah, like I, I think also TSM should be doing content with you guys and promoting you more. I know that TSM Legends has not been like super consistent this split because uh, it's not a great split for the team. But I think finding ways to still promote players is is uh, pretty important. I don't know. Is that well, a hot take? Here, let me. Yeah, good job, Mark. Uh, <laughs> let me let me let me ask you this, Soul. You are a new player in the league. Mm-hmm. How much do you care? Because obviously you're hyper-focused on mm-hmm. trying to get good at this game, mm-hmm. especially because you've only been trying to do the whole pro thing for a pretty short time. Mm-hmm. How heavily do you weigh like brand building? Or like like you were down to come on the show, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. how much do you, do you care about, you know, we were talking about streaming earlier or like mm-hmm. building your following on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. do you, are these things active things you're thinking about? Or is it just kind of like, Oh, this is fun to do in addition to trying to go pro. Um, I think it's it's a bit of both. I think anyone who is going pro in league, especially if they're on like a team like TSM and they're not working on their branding, is kind of just wasting an opportunity a little bit. Um, I think you know being on TSM and you know having the opportunity to play LCS is obviously really really important, but also you know having the opportunity to uh, talk with uh, the TSM fans. Uh, be able to showcase my own personality and be able to just, you know, have conversations with, with people that care about uh, TSM as well. It, it matters a lot to me. Um, so circle back a little bit on, on the take that I was just having as well. Like the last video before the Huni one with TSM Legends was when Maple arrived and it was three weeks ago. Um, and so that's why, like, I don't know what the budget is or the resource at, at TSM, but like, I hope that they showcase your personality because you have a good personality. Obviously, you said you're Mm -hmm. to focus on other things instead of streaming Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. 
one of those quick kind of like get to knows or like anything like that, uh, you know, I think would be would be good. And I think I, I, I think the entirety everyone talks about the broadcast like viewership being down, but like obviously it's it's an ecosystem wide problem. It's not just like oh broadcast down. It's like well TSM Legends doesn't get the viewership it used to anymore. Travis's shows don't get the viewership they used to anymore. Blame Game doesn't get the viewership used to anymore. And so, like, that's why, like, people should be, like, going harder and trying to, like, innovate now more than ever to, like, find what's going to connect with uh, fans. And you have a good personality. So I'm like, fucking put, so, put a camera in front of your face. Figure it out. I don't know. So you're a Zoomer, and there's mm-hmm. all of us who are boomers, <laughs> and we're trying to reach more Zoomers. Mm-hmm. So as a Zoomer yourself, what do you think the mm-hmm. LCS and teams need to do to make zoomers like watching the LCS more. Mm. Do you know how to dance for like TikToks? Is that a thing that you Yeah, I think maybe they they got to up their TikTok game, maybe get Ninja <laughs> to do something with League, I don't know. I'm something not seeing like enough movement. <laughs> yeah, so, something like that would probably be helpful. Uh no, but seriously like mm-hmm. here I talked to a friend recently who said he's aware of somebody who is like um, in their late teens and the person who's in their late teens just thinks like, oh, the LCS feels like it's for older people or like it doesn't, it feels too cringe for them or it's not like particularly cool. And and I do, I, I'm curious from your perspective, like mm-hmm. when you were competing in the amateur stuff, when you were hanging out with like other League of Legends fans on campus and all that stuff, what is the impression of the LCS? Do you guys think that the broadcast is cool? Please feel free to flame the broadcast because Mark's right here and I would appreciate that. Um, but like, what what is the impression of the LCS like mm-hmm. from a content perspective? Um, I think uh, for people who are like into League of Legends and already have like some or follow it to some degree or like already care about the game, it's really really cool because like. Like a couple seasons ago, you would never have like an analyst desk explaining tempo or something like that to viewers, explaining how like this is what the pro teams are thinking, this is what they're trying to do, albeit it might be successful or un- unsuccessful. I think um, as someone who has already picked up league already and someone who's you know been playing for a while, like that stuff is really really cool. And I think like the uh, like the the, more, the new stuff that the LCS comes out with um, benefits that. But if you're like a brand new league player and then like after an explosive game, you first thing is you see like someone drawing on a chalkboard or something like that. You're not gonna stay on the stream, you know. So like, I think it's it's like the LCS has panned a little bit to, or like the game has gotten like complicated to the point where you know, the average viewer might not understand a lot of things that are happening now, which is why like stuff like the analyst desk is important and it's important for the broadcast. Um, but unfortunately, I think for like people who are like brand new or like you know seeing on Twitch, like, holy crap, there's this game with 100,000 100, viewers or something like that. They're playing, like, a competition. Uh, that will probably bore them. Okay, yeah. No, I think that's fair. Let me also ask you a very important question, which is, as a Zoomer yourself, what do you think of the current wardrobe of the different people on the broadcast? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean... They've been making some changes lately, and I, I would love to get you as a fashion... I mean, I, 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 I've no, seen... Travis is just trying to fucking dunk on me with this call. I've seen your right Twitter after. profile I gotta, picture. I got a fucking follow-up right after I've this. seen your Twitter profile picture, Soul, and uh-huh. I know that you're a man of style. So I'd mm-hmm. love to get an idea from you of what you what you think of the casters and what they're wearing the, mm-hmm. now. Um, I mean... Mark's got a solid 
green t-shirts. No, no, not, uh, not right now. I mean, on the broadcast. Tea t-shirt. Hold on here. Uh, on the broadcast. Is there anything? Oh, there's some, um, t- there's some turtles on there. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, honestly, it, it's pretty drippy. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> drippy in here, I think, today. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right. Obviously, Soul is not like watching the broadcast for our clothing, though. Travis, I understand the point you're making that we don't appear hip with the Zoomers when we're all six males on the broadcast wearing similar looking jackets. My favorite, my favorite thing. I sent this to Mark. Somebody linked me a Twitch chat comment, which from this weekend. Uh, where, where was it? Where did I send it? It was like <laughs> it's uh, on Facebook. You gotta scroll up a little bit. While yeah, you yeah. do that, let me let me slam dunk back at Travis. No, no, here. it was. Why do they all look like dads trying to be young at a cookout? And I absolutely <laughs> love <laughs> I absolutely love they that so us. much. It's such a good it's such a good metaphor for what we're seeing on the broadcast. It's so fucking good. Anyway, okay. Right. Sorry. Here's, Mark, here's go my ahead. here's my retaliation. Uh what do you like in Twitch chats, uh Soul? Do you like having emotes and the ability to do copy pastas and you know just generally have fun, or do you like it where there's no unique? You have to post unique things. Uh, there's no Keck W's turned on or Keck weights or Madges or Sages. Uh, you know, like mm. what? Do you, what's what kind of experience do you, do you have? Do you have the like? Twitch extension that allows you to mm. to do the em- to have the emotes, Soul? Mm. Yeah, like. But that's like a third-party program, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Wait, wait, but but when you watch streams, don't you have more fun when they have all the fun things enabled? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just trying to make like a doctor disrespect joke or something. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> oh shit. But uh, no, I mean, I think I think the the extensions are like are like really nice, and they definitely add a lot to to the experience. Um, this is just like personally, but I feel like copy pastas that obviously take up the entire chat, like they shouldn't be there, or like take up like half the chat. But I think, like, normal copypastas that are, like, a sentence or two sentences long, like, they're chill, they're cool. And, yeah, I think I think that's probably what LCS needs. Like, they need, like, some crazy emotes, you know, some cr- some crazy better Twitch TV emotes. Cause Agreed. And some Twitch, other Twitch chats. LCS yeah. needs this, I agree. Okay. Yeah. I don't disagree. This is a, I don't, I don't want to get in hot water here. Okay. <laughs> um. Wait, yeah, why is it that there's not any LCS Twitch emotes? This is actually real. I haven't this, really This is a about question this one, that I have very much asked multiple times, and it's above my pay grade. I'm sorry. I can't answer this question. Okay. All right. Who I don't know why we... you can't spam Sag when, or Madge, or whatever. Uh, anyways, the, the point is, we're not talking about, we're talking about your Twitch chat, Travis. It's mm-hmm. boring, and you have cat banned, and you time out everyone when I show my cat, and there's no copy pastas and no, no emotes. Level up your game. Okay. So here's what we're going to do, everybody. In this moment, we're going to, to I'm going to spam this Twitter account into the chat. It's LCS official. Go, everybody, tweet at LCS official and say, please give Twitch emotes. Just like this is what we're going to do because I do actually like I I listen, folks. I'm trying so hard to try to help the LCS, and sometimes it just feels like I say things and it goes into the abyss. So maybe if all of you can please, please, please tweet at LCS official and say. Please give Twitch emotes. I'm going to tweet at them right now, so I'll join along. Um, but uh, we need to start a movement so we can get these these Twitch emotes. You, you should also uh, tweet at Travis Gafford the same fucking thing. Please. Did your light just turn uh, off, Soul? Oh, actually, no, no, no. I, I actually 
Oh, your monitor. You were on like a really bright screen. I was, okay. I was on a really bright yeah. web page. Actually, I let me turn it. on the light right now. Dark, I didn't even realize it was versus, nighttime. Dark I thought you had a forward-facing light because it's it's so different from. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to just dark mode myself there. Wait, what okay, are you light yeah. mode? What are you in light mode for? Uh, just Reddit. I'm in dark mode for everything. Else, okay, but, yeah. actually, I'm the same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're way off topic. So I think we all agree. Morali, do you think we sufficiently answered or took your take about whether or not the this is a good opportunity for TSM to grow fans? Yeah, I think so. And then kind of went to left field. But yeah, I think uh, you guys covered it pretty well. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out uh, before we go on to the next caller? Yeah, I want to shout out uh, two people. Uh, Shay, you know who he, he knows who he is, and Jay Silver. Those two guys are uh, good friends of mine. Awesome. Well, thanks for calling in, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Um, I'm going to ask all of you guys to do something for me right now. Uh, I want you guys to all go to, uh, let's see, is it East? It's Esports Co? No, it's Kobe. Please, everybody in the chat right now, go to twitch.tv slash Kobe. And in his chat, please write, close your door. Uh, just go do that for me. That would be very helpful so that I don't have to get up. Uh, because he's got his door open and he's streaming. There we go. Soul. Soul is Soul was the first person in the chat to say <laughs> close your door. Fantastic. I got you, Travis. Thank you, Twitch chat. You guys are I'm loving watching this blow up. Uh he's getting up right now to close the door. <laughs> I just heard the door close. Fantastic. We did it. Thank you guys. That was very helpful for me. I did not need to move him. Omar I'm is telling here. him to open his door. Oh Omar, Omar Omar is here. Where are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from Ontario, Canada. Just want to shout out all the Canadian callers tonight. Woo! Canadian, yeah. What the hell is it? Because of Seoul that everybody, all you guys are calling? I don't know. Well, it's fantastic. The Canadian effect. I'm so happy to have you here. Okay, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? So I want to talk about the new LDL format and uh, the fearless draft mode and how that could be very good for the LCS. Oh, yeah. Okay, I've kind of heard about this. Please give us the, the breakdown of how it works. Yeah, so um, the new LDL format is basically um, you, you don't get to pick the champions next time. So if you pick Jinx as in the first round, you can't pick it on the next round. And that stacks for all three games. Um, but you can pick, you know, picks that the other team has picked. That's that's okay. Um, yeah, and then it's a best of three. So that, that would already be like a great benefit to the LCS broadcast. Oh, I think, this you're but... turning your Trojan horse best of threes into the LCS. That's what I'm realizing. This is not even, <laughs> this is not a fearless draft mode take. This is a best of threes take. <laughs> because Mark and I have retired that take from this show. Uh, okay, it's a okay. bit of both. <laughs> okay, okay. So sorry, I interrupted, but anything else you want to add? Um. I mean, just the fact that like that would kind of add the spice in draft and add so many kind of, you know, meta games where I can pick a champion but then choose to ban it the next game and then maybe have it open for the third game or just continue banning it or whatever. Um, it it'll enable like champion diversity so that everybody doesn't you can't just you know be a NAR main uh, throughout the season. You have to play at least like a couple picks, um, and it might make things like, you know, I, I don't know what the Riot balance team would do. With something like that but then maybe we have a league where we d we have more than two or three like busted champions let's let's imagine a world you know an ls world where we have 10 busted champions and we could play you know three best of, like a best of three series of three games where we could still dip down 10 bands in and have busted champions make it through 
All right, so yeah, you're I now playing your best of honest. threes on the LCS mm-hmm. stage mm-hmm. with Fearless Draft. How are you feeling? Um, I mean, I'd probably be. I mean, draft prep would probably take like probably like two hours instead of like thirty minutes now. Um, our coach in backstage, Jack, would probably be like losing his mind. You know going over like strategies and stuff like that yeah he'd probably be kicking himself um i think it'd definitely be a lot more stressful on the players but i think it definitely adds a lot to the viewing experience um but i think uh something similar that happened or like a a similar format was kind of like the format that apex recently adopted in their championship essentially they have like a match point format and a lot of players that played in it kind of hated it because you could, like, basically, it's, like, first to 50 points. And if you hit 50 points, you win your game, you win the entire thing. But if you keep getting second, you just keep racking up points, and you never actually win. So the winner of the tournament ended up having less points than the other. I, I realize I'm going off a little off topic right now. But You're good. Essentially, no, no, I love essentially like, this sort of format is, like, really good for viewing experience, but it really sucks for the players. So uh, well, here's does LCS need that? We have enough yes. players. We don't have enough viewers. So I think it's time to make to sacrifice some tough players yeah. on the altar. Yeah. No, okay. Okay. How about? Sorry to interrupt, but let's say the best of three was you know is impossible with the broadcast hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's say best of two, fearless draft. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about that one? I, I think the things that Soul said largely are still going to hold true. Where like mm-hmm. it's going to put a lot of pressure on teams and coaches. Uh, you're going to get a lot worse drafts generally, especially in game two. Like if you go out there with a good game one prep and then like game two, yeah, it's like sometimes you just get thrown a curveball and you're like, all right, shit, we can't pick this now. And like, I, I could just see it being a bit of a, a headache for teams. But I also think that they're... Actually, you know what? Here's another meta argument to it as well. I'm not sure how it would go over in NA. There's, there's enough criticism of NA's drafting and play in general. There's just like largely negative connotation around playing in north america right now that like yeah there's a while where maybe this was picking would... wukong i remember that a while back okay that was legitimately <laughs> a 60 plus win rate champion we just weren't playing all right soul would have played it, I, i'm sure I just... <laughs> I, i'm Not just sure. i'm just saying that like um i i don't know how it would be perceived in north america if it would actually be positive or not but i do agree it'd probably be fun for viewers fucking mm. blind pick game five was good for viewers it was it was stupid yeah. from a competitive angle but it was good mm-hmm um, but is it, this the same as a blind pick game five? Given that's regular season and stuff, no. I think it was kind of troll that like there's a championship where it's a Yasuo ditto in mid lane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there any argument to be made, Mark and Soul, to have this in Academy? Um, I, I think honestly. I mean, it wouldn't be bad. I think the Academy best of two format is actually really good. Yeah, could you do this in the best of two format of Academy, like instead of making it three? Um, I think, honestly, it would be kind of hard. I mean, like, it's just like Mark said, like, there's going to be a lot of game twos where the draft is just going to be horrendous because <laughs> I feel like this format is way above, like, Academy player and coach pay grade. So, <laughs> like... <laughs> So it's it's there. We're gonna see some really weird things, but I mean, uh, also I don't know if it would even matter because like yeah, it'll boost academy viewership. But I don't know if that's like something that so, we care I, about. 
I was about to say the exact same thing. Where like, I think you have to like for LCS. There's arguments to be made that like you can make the experience a little worse for pros and teams if it's going to give a boost to the viewers. Because ultimately, we're an entertainment product. Mm -hmm. Is the academy system an entertainment product, or is it about player development? Because if you can make the case that fearless mode will help players in the long run because they play more things on stage, and you know you can't just play two games of Malphite and be done for that matchup, you know, like. So you actually have to like learn more matchups. Like maybe there's a case you can make that fearless actually helps the players. But if you can't, then I actually don't think it's good for Academy. All right. Well, there we go. Sorry, Omar, your plan has been shot down. Is there anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? I, I do have a quick question for Soul. If we have time, is that yeah, okay? Yeah, go for it. Cool. Um, I, so I'm from Ontario as well, and I was just mm -hmm. wondering how is it kind of getting into the esports scene on this side of the border and breaking in, you know, from Ontario, Canada? Um, honestly, what, like, as long as you're from NA and you're eligible to play in Proving Grounds, it's, it's relatively easy. Like in collegiate, I think it might be a little bit harder from the Ontario scene because our colleges kind of suck at league. But, um, if you're, if you're, if you're just fine, like, you know, friends with in solo queue or, you know, just even go LFT or something like that and you're high rank in solo queue, it doesn't matter where you're from as long as you're in NA. Oh, I just, thank you. Yeah. I just want to point out that. All those times where I've said, like, it's important to have NA players in the league because it will hopefully inspire other NA players to try to go pro and be in the league. And, like, having that as, like, a thing. Uh, I feel like this show is very much demonstrating it, this episode. Omar, anything you want to shout out before we say goodbye? Yeah, shouts out Grubhub or Skip the Dishes on this side of the border. Uh, shouts out Alienware and uh, my esports show, A Week in League. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for calling in. We'll catch you next time. All right. Uh, on to the next caller. Let's see. I saw Emily in chat says, I would much rather live in Toronto than LA. Toronto, and I, and I know we've got a lot of Canadians on the show right now and calling in and watching all that stuff. Toronto is the most generic city I have ever visited. It is like if you, in a good you, bought, way. If you had a store, store brand city, that Toronto would be the store brand city. It is so generic, especially after I visited Montreal and Vancouver. It's like, is this just you know like they, a Canada thing? But it's like both those cities are so much more interesting and unique than... You know they uh, shoot movies in Toronto often for that reason. That yeah, I'm not surprised. Kind of pretend to be anything. Yes, I am not surprised. It's just like this is such an unrecognizable city because there's zero personality to it. Go okay. for it. Yeah, I, I like Toronto. Go fuck yourself. But, but you just agreed with me, though. You demonstrate. <laughs> you prove. You you prove my point with your movie note. The things that make most cities stick out is how shit they are in like different ways. Like LA's traffic and smog is like what makes it stick out. I don't you know, think that's New what York makes it stick out. I think it's really Hollywood that makes LA stick out, and the beach, <laughs> and that's what all it that sticks stuff. out to for people in movies. In real life, if you're living in LA, you're not. I like, don't oh, think people Hollywood. on the global stage, Mark, are like when you say LA, they think smog and traffic. They think movies. This has I'm been the case for like half here. a century. All right, Panda, where are you calling from? Hey, um, I'm calling from Roanoke, Virginia. Roanoke, Virginia. What do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, um, I just wanted to talk about how, as like a pretty diehard fan of League of Legends, with the World Championship coming to North America this year, it feels pretty bad um, that we don't have any dates or any detailed information. Um, I'm trying to plan a large trip from multiple different cities. I'm going to 
uh, I'm going to be going to the second week of groups, semifinals and finals. Um, so I have a lot of hotels to book, a lot of tickets to buy, and a lot of friends to try to coordinate with. And I really don't know how much time Riot's going to give me. I... Travis, you, you wanted this one. Go ahead. Do, do your I hate Riot's not telling me dates thing. No, here. Okay. Mark, you say it dismissively, but like I do think about stuff from the fan perspective on this type of thing. And like, look, uh, the economy is pretty wild right now. And uh, airline prices are going bonkers because fuel is up so much in cost. And like, I think here, here's my pitch. Riot, Riot talks about how they are the most player focused company in the world. And yet here's a very demonstrable moment where they could be doing a much better job of supporting their players who are the most diehard fans because these are the people who want to purchase a plane ticket and purchase a hotel room and purchase a ticket to come sit in an arena and watch North America lose. And like that, that is a situation where, where right, like even these most diehard fans, I think are being let down. And I, I give some leniency to the fact that like COVID has made everything more difficult, but we are now just a couple months out from worlds. And while we have the cities, we don't have the dates available. And like, it is, it is aggravating to me that we are in the final half of July right now. And this stuff is not there. And so I agree with you a lot, Panda. And I think this is a place where like, you know, again, like I want to give more lenience to riot this year, but it's hard to whenever this has consistently been an issue for them throughout the duration of the esport. And I remember complaining about this in the first couple years of uh, the LCS and of Lolly Sports, and it was always like, oh, well, they're just getting their feet underneath you, uh, underneath them, blah, blah, blah. And here we are doing hashtag LCS 10, and it's still it's a the throwback. fucking problem. Yeah, it's, just like, it's a throwback. <laughs> it's a throwback to an issue that has existed every year. How could we celebrate 10 years of LCS and Lolly Sports? With another year. Without, with, while changing up what people know so well, which is that Riot cannot get the dates out to people who want to do this. And yeah, it's, it's especially crazy if you want to travel internationally, like people are going to buy these tickets. If you're trying to come over from Europe or somewhere like on such a short notice, it's just, or, or get days off. Danny Grimm says in the chat, like, uh, he, <laughs> Danny Grimm says what you can't book travel with two months notice or get days off. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty tough. Some people probably have the ability to do that at their job, but like, especially if you're trying to take like a week off to go somewhere or you're, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's very disappointing. It's a pretty big L and I get pretty frustrated by it. And, um, and I just like, like I look with, I've, I've said this stuff Listen, before. Travis, you, your feelings are valid. Okay. You I've said like you're this, getting teared up. I've said this stuff before. And people are like, well, Travis, like, why is it such a big issue? You don't know somebody at Riot that can, like, get you the information so you can book? And, like, yes, that can happen. But it's like, that is not... I I can justify, as annoying as it is, I can justify spending more money booking these flights and stuff because it is, like, a cost of doing business thing for me because Riot has made it a cost of doing business thing for me. But, like, I do feel really bad for... Uh, fans like yourself. Panda, are you trying to go? You said you're trying to go to a bunch of it. 
you mentioned. Yeah, uh, and I've already looked into plane tickets. If I could have booked it a month ago, I could have gotten a really good deal, but now I'm looking at two, $300 more on plane tickets. Yeah, and like sometimes that's the difference between being able to go to like multiple days or trying to being able to go at all or anything. It's just like it's pretty it's pretty shitty. Um so I think this is uh this is really disappointing. What what stages are you trying to go to again, Panda? Uh well, my parents live in New York, so I have a pretty good I'm going to go to the second week of group stage. Uh I live in Roanoke, Virginia, so um I can go to Atlanta. It's not very far. And then the big trip, I will be flying out and spending a week in San Francisco for finals. Nice. Whenever that is. Well, Panda, hit me up because I can't talk about it yet, but I'm crossing my fingers that I will be able, <clears throat> with a good friend of mine, who may or may not be on the show right now, to be doing some cool stuff around Worlds where Damn, we would hopefully have people attend <laughs> and uh if you do make it out to that please hit me up and i'll make sure at the very least that you can get on the list for that um so hopefully more news to to come on that but panda again thank you so much for the call anything you want to shout out before we say goodbye yeah thank you so much uh, as always grubhub alienware great companies um and i'd like to shout out all my friends on my league discord uh that hopefully we're able to plan this trip awesome well, thank you so much for the call, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you. And Travis, I know how important it is because all the Canadians are going to want to see Seoul play at Worlds when TSM makes it, so they need to get these well, dates Well, they can go to the Toronto. Oh, out there. Oh, wait, never mind. I, I forgot they can't, they can't go to the... They can go that's to why, Atlanta. That's why, they need the, that's why they need the update, man, so they can get yeah. to it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Hello, Canadians. Would you like to watch... Worlds? Well, guess what? It's not in your country anymore. Do you get dates for when to book? No, not yet. Best <laughs> of luck. <laughs> I will say, like, I understand a little bit about not wanting to change countries for Worlds uh, and, like, have to worry about, like, vaccines and getting people over the borders and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But it yes. fucking sucks considering that, like, there's actually, I don't know what the percentage is, but it feels like there's a lot of fucking Canadian fans and it sucks that we don't have one stage for them yeah no and i and i get it if the, if it's a difference between uh being able to to have that stage and get people in or whatever i i get it i i'm a little i i think where i will say that i'm kind of surprised is like i'm a little surprised that they were like let's do like they it they knew that covid was kind of crazy it seemed very ambitious to announce three different countries for worlds and i feel like when they announced it you can probably go in the reddit thread and people are like is this isn't this kind of bold given covid and getting like visas now you know everybody has to get visas for like three different countries and all this stuff but uh i don't know i guess it is what it is yeah. okay um mark oh off mark went i was going to ask him to go grab we've got a bunch of subs thank you to Holy crap, I haven't shouted them out for a while. Colorado Frost, Rogaine St. Vicious. Oh, yeah. Red, Red Fi, Ventus Official, Large Fava, Gifted Five Subs, Craig Yorger. Thank you for the 30 months. Uh, Lesbomancy, Scaff, uh, Kylo Zen, a pretty uh, funky monk, Regdor, Secret Nerd Dad, who also gifted another 10 subs. Danny Grimm with the five right now. Air Hydras. We'll get to more in a second. But first off, Zenithu is here. Zenithu, where are you calling from? Calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Um, I kind of wanted to ask Sol how he views North American talent as he's had a pretty unique opportunity 
he's gotten to experience Amateur Academy and LCS now at um, all those levels of play in such a short period of time. And he's been brought up in the same year as, you know, all the LCS teams going into the year. The rhetoric was that they were all about the imports. And now we have EG, the reigning champion that went to MSI, and they're dominating the league yet again. So how, how does that really affect him as a North American player? You know, we've seen basically EG have a lot of uh, success there. We have FlyQuest with Philip. We have 100 Thieves Next having seven different players uh, after their promotion. They've played within LCS within a year, at least one game. So we have Boom, NXI, Ken V, Tenacity, Chad, um, Gamsu, and getting somebody. But oh well. Yeah. Soul, why don't yeah. you take it away? Okay. Um,. Yeah, I think the amateur... Sorry, can you repeat the question? Is it about the amateur ecosystem, <laughs> or what, what were you wondering? Um, it's kind of just, how, how does the current mm-hmm. league affect your view of as an NA talent? I how see. do you view yourself and the other talents mm-hmm. around you as capable players in this system? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's exciting. Uh, I think it's really exciting, to be honest. Um, I think there's... Um, Definitely a lot more hype around NA talent ever since like EG had like their their run to MSI with you know JoJo and Danny and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I think there's there's definitely a lot of ta- uh, of NA talent in the amateur and academy ecosystem still that can definitely play at an LCS level either now or like within you know half a year. Um, to be honest, this whole NA talent rhetoric is kind of like it it it's, it feels kind of weird to me. Because uh, for me, like my thought process has always been like, you can kind of learn League just if you do enough research and just like, because every single resource you possibly need to get good at League is online. So it doesn't really matter if you're from NA or from any other region. It's like the same, you know? So NA talent or not, like you can, I think everyone's capable of getting to that level. Kind so of why do people boot so- camp in Korea? Oh, is, is that is that fall off to, to my point? Yes. Well, he's got I think, you. I think. Well, solo queue in Korea is kind of just OP from what I've heard. I haven't boot camped there yet. I, I really want to, but, I mean, I think like in terms of general gameplay stuff, you can kind of, like everything that you could know theoretically about the game in terms of game theory, you can find online. But in terms of the best place to find practice, it's in KR, and I don't think that's because Korean people are you know, more talented than NA people at League. I think it's because Koreans are more invested in the game, so naturally their solo queue are, is going to be higher quality. But, yeah. Um, bouncing back to what you said about, like, you as a player have all the tools and whatnot, mm-hmm. but the audience and also the team owners and GMs, mm-hmm. the, picking, the people making decisions for a period of time, mm-hmm. felt like it was, like, grab a second or third rate korean player they'll be better than na talent just get them you know uh do you feel and you i mean like you're probably you're new to the scene but like have you felt that there's any difference of perception about na talent beyond like mm-hmm. your your own opinion of yourself uh i mean i think there's definitely more openness to it it's uh like i feel like there was definitely a lot of doubt before it was kind of like uh i think people just believed that na players 
or like had like this sort of sentiment that NA players could not get to that level. And now that they've seen that they're capable, um, I think a lot more team owners are, and GMs are more open to, you know, not importing as long as they see that a player has that sort of drive and has that sort of potential. Do you... The other thing is... Oh, okay. go ahead. Oh, I'll go ahead then. Fuck you. Uh, one thing I was going to ask was, you mentioned like the resources mm -hmm. available. Mm -hmm. What are some of the resources that you personally found helpful? I know you talked about VODs, but was there like a top lane streamer who you like, you watch the shy all the time, or was there like an analyst or, or like a content creator? Like you're like watching Cadrill's VOD reviews or anything. Was it, what, what was your personal like go-to's? Um, well, before it was ProView, but then they removed that for some oh, reason. Really? That, that was kind of sad. Um, but nowadays, yeah, I just look through, uh, the best top laners in the world, uh, who, who I think is like people like Zeus, Bin, Nogari, I kind of have like all their, all their streams bookmarked and like every single morning I'll like click each of their streams, see if they streamed the, the night before. Um, I'll look through uh, a bunch of different YouTube channels. There's some YouTube channels that also upload LPL solo queue and like VODs of, you know, pro players facing each other. And I just like, just look through those. I think those resources are like m more valuable than anything you could possibly get from like, you know, like your average content creator that's telling you like, oh, this, these are like the 10 tricks you need to hit diamond or something. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I, yeah, I guess, okay, so you, you think like the NA talent thing is, mm -hmm. I, I guess to kind of go back to what you were saying in the beginning, mm -hmm. do you, do you think it's strange that people say like, oh, and that, that NA talent is, that people should doubt NA talent? Or do you think it's a situation where like NA players should just get good? Cause I guess I'm trying to, to catch where, where you're at between mm -hmm. those, those two things. I think the NA talent rhetoric is good for players in a sense where org owners and GMs are more open to taking NA players and developing NA talent. But I've always felt that, you know, the resources to become like the so-called NA talent has always been there. Like whether that be through, yeah, like the stuff I mentioned before, Pro, like ProView before, YouTube, like they're all there. Um, I just think that some obstacles in terms of becoming a pro player as someone from NA has been removed because of the whole NA talent rhetoric, and that's it. Gotcha. In terms of skill level, I don't think uh, anything's like drastically changed or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you, Zenithu. Did we do a decent job of like answering your question? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Awesome. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Um, shout out the dads over at Hundred Talkpad, and uh, shout out Alien One. Yeah, yeah. all good. Thank Thank you so much for the call. We'll catch you next time. All right. See ya. Awesome. Okay. Mark is off to grab the next caller. Thank you to Warshipper, uh, Lopachitsinski. Sorry about that. Lopclay, Olyalf, and Danny Grimm for the five tier subs. Okay. We're caught up on subs. Nobody else sub because then I won't be caught up. That would be terrible if any of you guys click the little purple crown that's on the stream right now whenever you hover your curse over it and you then press the button that said primes. Okay. Double G, is that how you say your name? Yep. Double Holy G. shit, I see LG, I'm a, I'm a moron. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's you know, the difference. Anyway, where are you calling from? Uh, Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Oh, uh, Mark, are you seeing in the chat what's happening? Uh, let's, I'll bring Kobe in in a second. Why don't you go uh, catch him, go catch, bring him into the waiting room and talk to him there. Okay, while the caller gets their yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Go, go figure that out. Okay, um, 
Where? Okay. Hello, Double G. So you're calling from Houston, Texas. Were you at finals? Yes, I was, and I saw your uh, your show there. It was it was wonderful. I loved awesome. it all. I'm glad you had a good time. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? I basically think that. I, so I don't have all of the analyst uh, takes, but I was watching JLXP earlier, and they were very high on TSM, and I think that there's a weird hype around TSM when Immortals is a very similar record team, and they performed equal to, if not better, than TSM this weekend. And I feel like going very close with CLG and then beating C9 is probably more impressive than TSM getting kind of demolished by C9 and then beating FlyQuest. And so I think that the narratives are really just favored towards TSM right now when I think IMT should be getting a little bit more love. Soul, who is more impressive Not an IMT fan either, right by the now. way. I, I... No, 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 it's fine. Soul, yeah. who, who is more impressive right now, TSM or Immortals after this weekend? Um, <clears throat> like impressive in terms of their performance or impressive yes. as a team? Yes, both. Everything. <clears throat> well, I think it's up to the bait, obviously, because everyone has like their opinions. But I mean, this Immortals team has been together for like, what, since the beginning of the split? And we've scrimmed for about two weeks. So I think there's, I think that's probably one of the reasons why people are hyped about our win. <clears throat> I think the second reason is, um, I, I remember seeing some comments that people are saying that this is like the first clean like win, you know, TSM start to finish that they've had in a while. And obviously, <clears throat> a big part of the hype is because of you know like difference in fan bases for sure. I mean, I'm sure there's like probably a couple of mortal fans in the LCS studio once once a day, but you know like, <laughs> I, I just remember being in the studio at some point and then like. Someone's someone's asking like, oh, like where the Immortals fans were, and it was just like silence. And <laughs> there's <laughs> no. definitely some there's definitely some bias there's definitely some bias for sure in that regard. Um, but I mean, I think both teams have definitely shown what they're capable of. I don't think it's really like a competition as to like, oh, like who's you know who's performing better this split. It's just like both teams are doing well, are doing better than before, which is good. And one team just happens to be talked about more because they have a bigger fan base. That's it. Double G, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'll, t I'll share my take really quickly on this. I think Soul had a good job. But, like, I'll say this in front of Soul. I had no fucking thought that, like, this TSM roster for this past <laughs> weekend was going to be halfway decent at all. Like, it, you, whatever you had, like, TSM blew up after split one. Then they go into week two or split two, and they're like, no, no, don't worry, guys. This is our roster. And then after three weeks, they're like, psych, we're going to bring in, like, this kid who's been at Academy for two weeks or something. Whatever. Like, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's like, nobody expected this team to look halfway decent. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of the thing is that the floor felt way lower for TSM. And so they were way over able to overperform expectations. Whereas I feel like Immortals is like, people are like, okay, like, now you're looking like you probably should have all along. And so I like I think that that's a huge part of it is like people are really excited to see, um, you know, rookies showing up, people have no expectations, and then them actually like pulling off some decent stuff, even if like their first game was kind of rough. So I, that is my, that's my take on it. I'll I'll throw in my take because I think a lot of the T current TSM fan base thinks I'm one of the the TSM haters, and I'm not really. I think. Um, 
the the anti TSM circle jerk has definitely gone a little too far. Given that, like, uh, one of the Reddit threads right now is TSM instinct after it, uh, like the headline for this article is like TSM instinct following dominating victory. There are a lot of doubters and haters against us, and we prove them wrong. And like the entire Reddit chain is just people being like. Who'd you fucking prove wrong? It's a best of one, you idiots, you know? But at the same time, if they had lost that game, people would be like, yeah, see, these guys fucking suck. So, like, if you're going to say they fucking suck after one game, win or lose, then, like, you have to give them a little bit of credit. And, like, Instinct got a fucking panic kill. I just checked online. I'm pretty sure there are only, like, 20 people in the history of North America have a panic kill. Like, he can talk a little bit of shit after, like, people were saying he was going to come in and be terrible and be like, I got a fucking panic kill and I played well. You know, like, I think... Like this, I've always been against like this kind of like when people get have their moment. Like I like go ahead talk shit. I really don't care. And like yeah, I I think that this is good. And the a lot of the criticisms that like this roster was facing from people like myself were more about how many people the org had gone through in different positions. And I don't think that like what I had said was. I don't want to judge any of these players because clearly there's some things going on. This is a higher turnover rate than normal for whatever reason. And I don't judge any of the players no matter what happens. And they actually show up and do well. And so that's something they should be proud of and not like afraid to like be like, yeah, we had a good weekend. Go fuck yourselves. We beat FlyQuest, who I was in the middle of juicing. I'm so pissed you guys won, actually. No joke. I was just gassing up FlyQuest after they beat C9, beat 100 Thieves. And right as I'm like, Ranking the machine on like FlyQuest as a top five team, you guys fucking beat them and kaboom that whole storyline. And so like, yeah, I think you should talk shit that like you you threw a wrench in a lot of people's like plans. I I, I am a fan of that. I just all, the only criticism was the org's gone through a lot of turnover, and it feels like you know some players have not had a full like a, a good chance for whatever reason. And uh, I think some people have taken that to be like criticism of the players and that they're not, like instinct coming in after. People didn't have high expectations of him performing well. Shouldn't be allowed to like talk shit. Double G, I'm sorry that you, as a diehard Immortals fan, did not get uh, the answer that you wanted from this on this. But uh, I think we're still a little more impressed with TSM than than you are. No, I mean I just I want to clarify real quickly <laughs> that uh, I I'm not an Immortals fan by any means, uh, but I just think that. Immortals had an equally, if not better-looking weekend than TSM. This is actually the first TSM roster in, like, maybe half a decade that I've been excited to watch and follow, so I'm really excited to see that they are doing good. But I just think that Immortals, after the two-week break, they played a really close game with CLG, who was very hyped, and they they've looked pretty good beating C9, so... I yeah. think that they're being a little sleeped on. That's just kind of my take, and maybe they should be getting a little bit more hype after the two-week break. Um, that I can agree with. It doesn't have to be a tear TSM down to build Immortals up. Uh, Soul, I don't know how many teams you've scrimmed, um, but like, how closely do you think the LCS ranking or like standings right mm -hmm. now refre reflect like your personal experience against these teams or what your thoughts are about them? Mm, I think, I mean, honestly, teams are, like, really different in scrims. They they kind of do whatever, and certain teams, like, they'll try hard in scrims, and they'll, like, they'll play stuff that 
<clears throat> like they'll mix in some stuff that they know they can play. And some teams, when they scrim, they will just like throw like five new champions or something like that. So it's hard to say. I think. <clears throat> I think um, the standings seem. Like, let me check the standings really quick. LCS standings. I it's, think this. Uh, okay, yeah. go ahead. I think the standings are relatively accurate. Um, I think there's like a few teams that can be like dropped like a few spots, but outside of that, like I think like it's like relatively accurate. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Double G, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Yeah, I want to shout out uh, Travis for his great content as always, and uh, Grubhub and Alienware for supporting the show. Love the show, watch it every week, and uh, love you, Travis. Yeah, thanks so much. We'll catch you next time. I appreciate the nice hey. words. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks. Awesome. Okay, uh, Mark is coming back with our next caller uh, momentarily. Uh, thank you to everybody who has subbed, which there's no one new. So thank you to no one, because no one has subbed. Where is... <laughs> like call Kobe he's crying oh man that's such a good throwback to like the twitch chat spam I miss that shit uh, it's so good um, so I can't believe that you've been following this stuff for so long it's it's actually crazy like <laughs> yeah. you grew up with it now do you ever think it's just wild that you're like you grew up with it and now you're part of it oh yeah absolutely um, I mean like I've been a fan for so long like for example uh, after our FlyQuest game, I remember walking in the hallways backstage LCS and Bjergsen was walking into his room and then like I was walking side to side with him because um, our rooms were like next to each other and then I remember like, he was like, oh, like congrats on the win and then in my in my head I, like, I was trying to play it cool but then <laughs> I just kind of like blurted out, I was like, yo, I've been watching you for like forever, it's so great to finally meet you, hi, this, you know, I'm Alex, you know, like, yeah, so I, sometimes it's hard for me to hold it in. That's but actually yeah, so it's, cool. It's, yeah, I'm playing it cool. That's way cooler. Yeah. What was Bjergsen's reaction? Uh, I mean, he. Got, I'm sure he gets that all the time from from you know other players too. So was he like, uh, "Oh, hi, nice to meet you. Are you a fan?" Yeah. Uh, no. Well, no. Well, he, I'm, he's like security. Why is this fan backstage? Please. <laughs> I think the TSM jersey got him fooled, but uh, okay, gotcha. But yeah, um, you know, he was he was really really nice about it. Super super cool guy. That's awesome. Okay. Mark, are we? Uh, what? What are we'll we do? Doing we'll, right? we'll grab Kobe. We'll 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 squeeze him in here. Okay, okay. Let's go grab. Him. It hello. Should be something. Kobe, welcome to the show. Hello. Where are you calling from? Uh, hello. I'm calling from the other side of this wall. Okay. Hi, chat. Fantastic. Uh, what? What is your take for the night? Uh, so my take is that the LCS, after this summer split, should subsidize the sale of one of our bottom three teams to make it spicy. Just wh whoever places 10th, <laughs> we subsidize the sale of that team to Mr. Beast to come in and save the LCS content. That man knows how to get views. He's the most successful YouTuber in the world and he's expressed interest in League of Legends and he's a content machine. Uh, so you originally you said one of the bottom three teams, and I was going to read off to you that the bottom three teams at the moment are Dig, Immortals, and TSM. Yeah. And so I didn't know if if you felt <laughs> TSM should be in the running for that or not. I don't know if you have well, we I have Soul on the fine. show right now. It Kobe, actually so. would be fine for Soul because 
he would still be on the team and he would uh. just change management and then he would just have mr beast as his boss i feel like that would be that would be cool no gotcha gotcha no, i feel I, like it would become like the nba draft though where teams are like inting to get to 10th because they're like mr beast can be our owner the players are like running it down <laughs> <laughs> okay mr or so soul you are a zoomer as we've discussed previously do you watch mr beast content um sometimes i mean he comes out with some crazy stuff and you know you see in your front page of youtube you're like there's no way this is real right like what? Uh, what what comes to mind like i remember like i was there's there's one day i went to the office and he had like this like chocolate factory video and i was like oh shit you know like i have to like watch this because this there's no way like this someone actually builds like a chocolate factory or something you know they're just so absurd but yeah uh, they generate you, a lot of clicks what do you do for fun by the way i don't think we ever asked this question because you, oh. you're not into t-sports you're not mm -hmm. into anime you play video games that's it um what do i do for fun honestly most of my day is just league of legends uh if i have spare time <laughs> i'll usually like call some friends call my girlfriend but honestly I'm, I'm on that grind i'm on my rookie year no time for fun i deleted all my other games as soon as i landed in la damn commitment that's, that's sick okay i like that i like that focus baby <laughs> delete all these other games we're not gonna have any of these these Fortnite memes these uh these PUBG memes that haunted people at worlds mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, Kobe, you been playing any Path of Exile lately? I will in f about five weeks when the new league comes out, but I haven't played this last league because they didn't I'm, have I'm a kicking. new patch this time. Well, no, yes. no, 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 wait, wait. Okay, so should I, I do like Kobe's question, which is should the LCS be subsidizing the sale of a team to Mr. Beast? So one, I'm a little worried about Mr. Beast's impression of the LCS given some stuff that happened last week because he, one, had commented on Doublelift's video on YouTube and said, like, yeah, I was pretty disappointed that they wouldn't let, or pretty surprised they wouldn't let Bjergsen play. And then two, whatever Doublelift said his thing on, uh, about LCS tagging and then came out and said that he got in trouble, Mr. Beast tweeted and was like at Jake Lucky and was like, oh, it's kind of disappointing that the LCS is like censoring people. So let's just assume that he's Riot's able to get him back into the excited about the LCS thing. We just say sorry, Travis. Just say sorry. Just think about how cool of a YouTube video would be to be titled Mr. Beast Saved the LCS or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, no, his YouTube video, LOL Save This Dying Esports League or something like that. That would... <laughs> Guys, today in this video, I we're doing something crazy. LCS is dying. Here is proof. I'm interviewing Doublelift. And Doublelift's like, yeah, yeah, it's dying. He's like, so can I save the LCS <laughs> in this year? Comes back and is like, okay, we're doing all this stuff. Actually, that's such a good fucking YouTube video. All right, I'm sold on this. This is good. I like this, Mark. <laughs> or I like this, Kobe. I think I think this is a great take, and uh, and I'm a big fan of it. So. You're welcome. All right, yeah. I got a champs queue game popping. I'm I will out. say, Kobe, you were probably in a better position to pitch this than I am. Oh, so. congrats on your win, by the way, this weekend, Soul. Good job. Thank you, you, thank you, thank you. Right, bye. Okay, he didn't even do the shoutouts. Okay, <laughs> um, fantastic. We're gonna take here. Speaking of Kobe, actually, this is perfect timing. I wish I could say that I. Let's just pretend that I had this all set up. We're now going to talk about Grubhub for the Grubhub break. And guess what, guys? I get to, I've teased this a little bit to you guys before, but I'm going to show you the first 60 seconds of the raw cut of this video that I did. This is part of a new series that will be coming out soon. 
And uh, don't tell Grubhub because I didn't ask them for permission to do this. But it's a video. Like, TGI is producing the series. So we're going to air the first 60 seconds now as part of the Grubhub ad. Here we go. decade ago, I did a series of interviews around uh, meals with friends, and I've decided to bring that back in this new series called Dinner With, and my first guest is none other than Kobe, my roommate. How's it going? Pretty good. It's quite a warm day, yes. I will say. <laughs> you, yeah, you wore a long sleeve. Um, you did not know this was going to be outside. Uh, no. Okay. Well, uh, we will work on that in the future. Uh, what are we eating today? Uh, Thai food. Okay. And so this food delivered by Grubhub, who's sponsoring the show. Uh, why did you choose Thai food? Uh, because it's my favorite type of food. Okay. I got Penang curry, uh, which is what I judge most Thai food places by. I'm eating Pad Thai, uh, which is just a safe option that I like. Um, when did you start playing video games? Um, actually, it was second or third year. Well... No, I started playing like Pokemon. I played the first Pokemon um, on Game Boy. I had blue, I think. My brother had red, or it was the other way around. We got okay. we got each one. Um, the doctor. That's the first. Yeah, he's a doctor now. Yeah. Uh, try hard. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Pokemon. I think that's probably the uh, first like real um, investment into video games. Like, I had a neighbor who had a Sega Genesis. All right, I'm cutting it off. So that's the first, uh, I actually give you guys two minutes of it, but it's these are long form interviews I'm gonna be conducting with different people um, that are, it's, it's part of the series that we're doing in partnership with Grubhub. Uh, Kobe is the first guest. We talk about a lot of different stuff, ranging from how he got into games, his early days casting. He shares some really fun stories about back whenever he used to play for CLG, which I bet a lot of people don't even know about. And uh, and he even gets into some of like the anxiety and depression issues he's had from from casting and being sort of in the public eye and all that stuff. So I think it's a really awesome uh, interview, and I'm excited to be doing long form interviews again. I'm really happy Grubhub has sponsored this content because we're trying TGI. This is like our, our bigger production stuff where we're going and finding really cool spaces to interview people in and spending a lot of money on making sure that we've got the right crew to set the stuff up and that the interviews look good and all that stuff. So. Either way, thank you to Grubhub for sponsoring that. Stay tuned for Dinner With. It should be coming out in the next couple of weeks, the first episode. Uh, second episode is with somebody else that might, people who've with been watching Soul? my content for a long time might be familiar with. Um, it's not with uh -huh. Soul. Soul is not in it. But I've, Mark, you and I haven't talked about it, but I think I'm going to ask you to be in one of them. Anyway, that's, thank you, Grubhub, for sponsoring the show and uh, really appreciate it. And we'll catch you next time. Mark is going to grab our next caller, which is Laser Fruit. Laser Fruit, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Hamilton, Ontario. Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, another Canadian. Okay, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so my take is if TSM commit to Seoul and keep Huni on staff like as a positional coach, uh, Seoul would be a top three top laner in NA next year. You don't think he's a top three top laner in NA this year? 
You could just be. have He's to find the people. worst interpretation of this take possible, mm. Travis. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> what? First off, Sol, where do you think you are as a top laner in the LCS at the moment? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe top. Wait, you said top three. I'll, I'll give myself top five. Okay, you're in the top half. Yeah. Who yeah. else is up there with you? Well, I gotta pay my respects to Fudge. Obviously, he he kind of worked me that day, <laughs> and then we got obviously got someday Whippo Impact. You know the 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 three the three gatekeepers of the LCS top lane. Okay. All right. I mean that, that that feels pretty accurate. I think to a lot of like or pretty similar to a lot of like the public perception where there's like four at the top who can like trade out spaces a little bit depending on current form or whatever. But then the fifth spot does feel relatively open. I think it was like Hooney and Licorice who were probably in in that category. Maybe Dokla breaking in a little bit with, with it being a pretty good split for him. So like I don't think top five is like even out of the realm reasonable right now. So. I'm excited to see more matchups against the other top laners or top players. Laners. Yeah, it was funny. We, uh, we 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 showed a highlight of you versus uh, Philip from Academy where you were playing. I think you were the Vlad side of the matchup and mm -hmm. shit on him a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then you played him in the game and had a good game against him there. So it was like, yes, paid off. Philip can't run away. He goes to LCS, he can't escape me. <laughs> Laser Fruit, uh, why do you think it's instrumental that TSM keep Huni as a coach for Seoul? Um, so Seoul, obviously, like he's very mechanically talented, um, but I think having somebody that has as much experience as Huni does can help him get used to like macro concepts and other things like that as a top laner and like properly playing with your team, especially because Seoul is so new to competitive league. Um, so, like, if you have somebody in the background helping Soul specifically just work on these uh, other concepts that you wouldn't necessarily get to learn or practice in solo queue, can really benefit him in, you know, becoming a top three top laner. All right. Well, the obvious thing now is to pitch it over to Soul. So, Soul, what's the relationship with Huni been like? And are, are you going to insist that TSM retain him into next year uh, on the public record right now? Well, I mean, my relationship with Huni is really good. Um, he's definitely already kind of adopted, like, a mentor kind of approach to me. And I like his coaching style. He's definitely one of the tougher coaches that I've worked with. And that, that messes well with my personality because I like I like to hold myself accountable. So having someone that also kind of feels like, you know, like a bit more assertive and also holds me accountable when I make my own mistakes is nice. Um, obviously, I would love to, to keep Huni. Um... I think any any top laner in in the world would love to have Huni as a positional coach. I just happen to be the lucky one that has him right now. Um, but uh, who knows if we have the budget for that? You know, because Huni <laughs> Huni is not like you know Huni's, Huni's an expensive guy. He's a good so. agent. <laughs> yeah, Huni Huni's an expensive guy. So we'll see we'll see if TSM is able to help me out here. But yeah. Um, <laughs> what's nice. like your opinion on your own game right now? Like, what is your strength? What is going to get short up? Is it mechanics? Is it matchups? Mm -hmm. Macro? Um, mm -hmm. What do you think you're you're going to get the most out of Coach Huni for? Um, I think a lot of it is uh, a lot of it is matchup because for me, like, I haven't been playing in the scene for too long, so like playing like these champs that have been 
viable and competitive for many, many years, like NAR GP. For example, like, it's definitely, like, new to me, and, you know, obviously Huni's been playing, like, these champions for, like, years on years, so he will know these matchups, like, to, 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 like, to every single wave, every single CS that I touch, that type of thing. So that stuff is really, really helpful, and, I mean, to be honest, Huni is, like, he's been a world-class top laner for so long, so, like, he can probably help me in every single area that you brought up, in terms of mechanics, matchups, game knowledge, everything, so... Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I well, think. I have, um, Go ahead, Laser Fruit. Um, I have one quick question. You mentioned you do uh, a lot of one v ones as practice. Mm -hmm. Is that against Huni or just other people? Um. So I ju I just try to find people that are good at their champions. So like, if if I'm trying to do like one v ones against Nara or Rumble, I'll ask Huni. But if I'm trying to like one v one against a Gwen, I wouldn't ask Huni. You know. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. Fair enough. Uh, all right, Laser Fruit. Thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? I'll shout out Alienware, Alienware, Grubhub, and Soul for being Canadian. Awesome. Fuck yeah! Thank you. Thanks so much for calling in, and we'll, we'll catch you next time. All right. All right. Off Mark goes to grab the next caller. Thank you to Dwayne for the nine months, Tegan Zane, uh, Perchy ninety nine, and Zyro SP. I believe is how you say. Lofi or Lofi. Lofe. Hey. Lofe. Lofe, where are you calling from? Uh, Vancouver, Canada. Oh, Mike. It's, I, <laughs> I I am literally shocked. I don't know if we've ever had... Are you call, Are you calling in a, in part because Soul is Canadian? Uh, no, I just really like Soul as a player. I just... It's ins like the coincidence that we've had like almost all Canadian callers is crazy. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to talk about on the show? Oh, uh, my take was, do you think... Um, now that uh, Souls on TSM, you think you'll be the drippiest league team ever to exist because of you and Spica? The, the drippiest league team to ever exist. Hmm. Ah, uh, I mean, I'm sure we're up there right now, but with talks of, you know, Mr. Beast getting a league team, I'm sure they'll all be like young prodigies and maybe they'll be more dripped out. <laughs> are uh, you are you into fashion, Soul? Uh, I'm into it, but like my priorities are kind of like, I used to be like really into it back then but i mean nowadays i'm just you know a, a regular degenerate gamer that just plays video games all days and eats food and sleeps so what are you yeah. what are you wearing right now what's yeah. the current drip what is the current uh, drip you've got on right now honestly you, you you're asking the wrong person i would ask speaker because speaker comes to the office every single day with like a new like designer bag shirt pants like literally something new every single day so i'm yeah. looking forward to whenever you get a break Spica takes soul shopping and gets him dripped out at whatever fucking Rodeo <laughs> drive you end up going to or whatever. Okay. I got to remind the content team about that one. <laughs> I have, I have the best, best fucking content idea right now. Okay. We've talked tonight. Mark is already face falling. We've talked tonight <laughs> about many things, including how TSM should make content around their players and the new players and how the broadcast, we need to get more zoomer stuff going on and how the broadcast team looks like a bunch of dads at a barbecue trying to look young. So why don't we combine all of this to create a, a piece of content where Speak and Soul become the wardrobe experts for the casting, for the broadcast for an entire weekend. And you guys go out and you help the entire, everybody who's on the broadcast that weekend choose what they are going to wear on the broadcast. And so that weekend, the entire LCS is styled by Speak and Soul from TSM. I'm, 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 
how much control am I giving Soul right now? Like, is he gonna fucking bleach my hair and then, like, no, no, just clothing, ear, just clothing, ears pierced, just, just clothing? clothing, just clothing, just the damn. It would also be really funny to go like a hundred percent, like, yep, give me some fucking piercings. Let's just go all the way on this. Yeah, paint the nails, all all those, yeah. you know. <laughs> you know, you know, they have like the fake tattoo sleeves. I can get some of those yeah, on too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think this is this is pretty good content. I feel like you guys should do this as a collab with the LCS. And then, if people look goofy on the broadcast, then it's, they have somebody to blame. Okay. Um, um, honestly, the swaggiest team ever was Gravity. True. They they had a good outfit. True. Leather jackets. What about uh hunt? You don't like the Hunter T baseball jerseys? Mar oh, Mark is talking to somebody off screen. <laughs> All right, Lofi. Uh, <laughs> I, I we kind of speed ran your call, but is there anything else that you want to you want to bounce off of this? Uh, no, I don't have anything to bounce off of. Okay, anything you want to shout out before we go on to the last call? Uh, no, no, no shout out. Oh, no shout out. Okay, thank you. Easy in, easy out. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Okay, uh, off goes Mark to grab the last caller of the night. Uh, worshipper, worshipper, where are you calling from? Texas from Utah. You're calling from Utah? Texas. Sorry, I just moved. I'm so used to being in Utah. I've only been here a few weeks, but I'm in Texas. Okay. College where, Station. Whereabouts in Texas? College Station? College okay. Station, yep. Texas A&M. All right. What do you want to talk about on the show? So really, this is less of a take and more of just my desire to express gratitude to, to the TSM fans out there and to Seoul. Uh, I'm a, I'm a decade-long TSM fan. I've been there since the beginning. Uh, St. Vicious made me want to be a jungler main. Uh, you know, I used to lose my mind with my buddies every time Wild Turtle would flash and make a crazy play. Uh, I was crying with Dyrus during that, that famous Shocks interview. You know, I always loved watching Weldis and Reggie get involved, worth slaughtering callers and demanding essays. Love Wild Frost. <laughs> yeah. Biofrost's first year was just amazing. That 2016-17, or was it 17-18? The double lift Haunter, Yergsen. 16-17. Oh my gosh. I used to get in trouble at work all the time for sneaking into the bathroom to watch those games on the weekend. Because I, like, honestly, I got in trouble at work. Sven Scared, Mike Young, Sven Mithy Speaker. I could go on and on and on. I'm just a huge fan of TSM. And I always have been. And I love it, the organization and the team dearly with all my heart. And it's no secret that the last few years, you know, there's been a lot of negativity going around. The management has had some issues. I mean, my gosh, we started losing the clutch gaming over and over. I mean, how more, you know, what more heartbreaking uh, as a fan could you have? But just, I don't know. We were so worried, I think, as TSM fans recently, like, oh, my gosh, another change, another negative this, another that. What's going to happen now? And this weekend to, to see, especially after winning the game, to see a win, but more importantly, to see your smile and your hugging Huni and Instinct Pentakill, I just wanted to say thank you for giving us TSM fans a reason to like have hope in something and, and to smile. Like I don't even care if you guys go if you don't win another game. Just like thank you for bringing some positivity back to the TSM organization. And uh, and no matter what, there's a lot of us out there that are going to root for you, that are going to cheer for you, and we love you. We're proud to be TSM fans with uh, with TSM Soul in the top lane. Just don't so hit too hard. Welcome to TSM. You've played two games, and you've already got people hard-worshipping you and thanking you. I mean, I appreciate it a lot. I mean, the TSM fans, I mean, TSM fans are like nothing else, right? 
they're so passionate and you know they're always there on game day you know no matter how, how tough it gets you know always uh cheer, cheering us on so it's it's always amazing getting an opportunity to play for you guys worshiper yes do you have a twitter account i do not unfortunately i'm a boomer i didn't i didn't get on the the, uh, the twitter wave years ago i have facebook <laughs> you, you don't actually even need to use twitter just link your google email to a new twitter account and follow soul right now oh i, I already did God. we said we get him above 3000 he's at oh, 3393 we may as well get him to 20 2400 while we're here and hopefully some more when this vod goes up if tsm yeah, fans are truly that great i don't think tsm fans are all that i think they need to get soul more follows and then maybe i'll, I'll respect tsm fans a little bit but right now it's, it's not enough yeah i Damn, remember followed. i i think tsm fans are washed because there was a time where if a tsm player was starting on a roster that 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 person would immediately get so many followers on twitter and on twitch and all that stuff and soul just had an amazing debut weekend and he's not even at 2500 followers on twitter and uh and it's soul underscore lol one and i just it's sad to me how far the tsm fans have fallen that they can't get this man <laughs> well give followers. the man a couple of weeks at least my goodness yeah, TSM yeah. fans need to be all over him already. Here's what I'll say too: his first stream better be above 10k. I don't know when it's coming, but Soul better like warn the TSM Discord. Go ahead, warn his management. Get some tweets out there, and if it doesn't break 10k, TSM fans have fallen far. Mark, that's a quarter of what the TSM game got this week on Twitch. Like, I don't know how you want. Oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, you fucking oh, worshiper. No. More than that, they got worshiper. Thank you so oh, much no. for the call. Anything yeah. you want to shout out? Uh, I mean, I know you kind of already gave the shout out to, to TSM, but anything you want to, and Soul, anything else you want to shout out? Yeah, just, just shout out to the league. Love the league. Love the cast. Love the desk. Love everything about it. Just love League of Legends. It's a great, you know, it's a great pastime. Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That is the show. Uh, nobody leave because I need you all here for a sponsored thing I'm doing after the stream. But Mark, what do you got first? What do you want to shout out? You're doing? Are you still planning on doing multiple blame games this week? Uh, one is definitely coming. Um, maybe two. Depend. I need someone to respond to me in a DM. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I hope they do. Uh, but yeah. Other than that, not much to shout out. Uh, I watched the Black Phone. It was good. It's really dark, and I'm not sure if it, uh, it utilized its themes well. I'll probably... I made a TikTok. Oh, that's where I was going with this. And I'm going to do a review on it, and I'm going to start putting all my movie re reviews on there because I'm too lazy to actually use YouTube. Um, but I, I made a TikTok to just shit posts. And it's like the perfect medium between YouTube, which requires too much effort, and like Instagram, which is just like taking a picture or something. And I like having a little bit of editing control, so I enjoy fucking around on TikTok. Do you use TikTok, Soul? Um... Not really, to be honest. So. Bro, you're the worst Zoomer. We're trying to consult you on Zoomer things. You don't know. You don't know shit, man. What the hell? <laughs> I I just play League of Legends. Oh boy, that's not even <sighs> a Zoomer thing to do. Okay, uh, Soul, what do you want to shout out? Um, yeah, to be honest, I, I want to shout out. I mean, like, I know they've been getting a lot of crap, but honestly, the management of TSM, because they've been getting like the blunt of most of the comments online, whether that be through Twitter or Reddit and stuff like that. And um, obviously, like, this will affect anyone, uh, you know, when you're dealing with uh, that much, you know, hate and criticism online. 
But they've been standing by us, like, players. They've been believing in us the entire time, you know. Uh, making sure that, you know, we're in good conditions to play and that we can perform our best on game day. So, Glenn and Dominic, thank you for what you guys do. Uh, yeah. My my take here is that this in this moment, Sol just showed how impressive he is. Because not only is he good on the Rift, not only is he good at managing his brand with the fans, but he's also good at securing the bag and keeping a good relationship <laughs> with his bosses like that is this man is impressive on all these different fronts uh so no that's cool so thank you for thank you for coming on uh on my end we've got some cool content coming out this week and uh i hope everybody tunes into all of that working on some pretty cool stuff for finals and uh worlds we also have um i as i said i've got the dinner with series that will be coming out soon and all sorts of cool stuff. So please stay tuned for all of that and more. This has been Hotline League and uh, Mark spamming his own TikTok in the Twitch channel. Well, someone made a TikTok of me using my actual username. I was, there's an actual at the Mark Z on there and it's not me. And it's a bunch of random clips of me doing weird shit. I wonder if you so can get TikTok to give you like verification because somebody's posing as you. I, they're not, I don't know if they're posing. They're just like it's a. I think it's a fan account. I don't know. This is weird. Anyways, well let's. Well, Have let's you DM that account, <laughs> Mark? I might. I might just let it go. I kind of hands okay. off with that. <laughs> all right, everyone. This has been Hotline League. Thanks all for coming on, and we'll catch you all next week.